Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is the you need to know, brought to you by our friends from Agvisor Pro. Do we get some this week to know about? <laughs> well, there's some to know about, or it's some kind of. Well, that's okay. I know there's been questions come in because I've answered a few of them. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of questions actually coming in. I was just looking at that uh, over the weekend. Of course, I wasn't looking at my phone. I should have been. And and now I feel like some of these would be a little late to answer because uh, they're timely things sometimes. But there's there's one in here that's unique and different. And we were talking off base about this question that got asked because it is unique and different. And we actually have a lot of questions ourselves about the question. So we're going to play this different. And we're going to go with this one that came up. And so this question comes from Waconia, Minnesota. And any of you who are not familiar with where Waconia is, that would be West West Central Metro. Well, it's outside of the, would it be the 494 interstate loop? It's on the west side of that, but it's that part of Central Minnesota. Let's call it that. It's in that area. But this question is this. We have new maple trees that were planted last year and now have leaves turning brown and look stressed. They are in an area next to a soybean field, and I suspect they got hit with pesticide from over spray, unfortunately. These went from green to brown in two days. Anything we can do to make sure they survive? Do we contact the co-op to file a claim? I'm in Minnesota. Thank you. So there's yep. a lot of things going on with this question, and... Uh, I don't know. We, as we talked earlier, this is a great question to bring up because who hasn't dealt with this? If you're a custom applicator, a farmer, an agronomist, you've dealt with this. I've dealt with this. Yep. A lot of you listening have probably dealt with this where you accidentally smoked someone's trees or did you smoke their trees? That's uh, that's the big question, right? So the nice thing with the app is that you can submit pictures. Now, the, the challenge and uh, anybody who's been involved with anything closely related to what Kyle just said, how many of you have gotten pictures? <laughs> then you have more questions because of the pictures submitted. So one of the things I think you you have to realize is that if you're going to ask a question like that was asked, you can't just send a picture. You need to send multiple and explain things. And the picture that was sent, it's, it's a maple tree. And it looks like it's planted right next to or in a field that this year is soybeans, which kind of raises a red flag or a question for me, I guess. But uh, that was the picture that was submitted. So for me, it was like I started asking all kinds of other questions. Why is that maple tree so close to the field? Yeah. And and so regardless of that being the fact, you know, that that's the first thing that came to both of our minds. And Let's just call that a moot point at this. The the picture of the tree that's there, it clearly looks like maybe it's a second or third year tree, not much more mm-hmm. than a sapling. Well, it's more than a yeah. sapling, but it's a size of your thumb and diameter, I would say, just by looking at the picture. But those leaves, it's a maple tree, but the leaves are crispy and brown. I mean, there's not any green left in the the picture at all looking at it. And so when it says sprayed Two days ago, and it went from or it went from green to brown in two days. I'm a little suspect on this because when it gets that brown, two days, you there's only a couple herbicides out there that could even make something turn brown like that. 
in two days. Yeah. And the field, the background field is? Background field is soybeans. And the background field looks like it has been sprayed. And it looks like there's grasses in there and they're kind of turning off yellow type color, which would probably indicate that that was either a clethodim or a glyphosate in the early stages of taking grasses down. And I don't know if that tree was that the background picture was used as a prop. You know, you don't know. I, I don't know if that's the exact spot for that, but immediately that's what I thought of too is, okay, uh, I'm, I'm running through the list of products in my head. Uh, nope, nope, ooh, maybe, sort of. And then you kind of have to go from there. Two days? Uh, I don't think so. Well, and it, and it gets tough because uh, this is where if you have one picture for context, it's it's really yeah. hard to run with because you just don't know. And and I will throw this out there is that a lot of soybeans in Minnesota are the enlist trait. So which means they can be sprayed with a few different things that are different from other soybeans. They can be sprayed with glufosinate and they can be sprayed with 2,4-D. And glufosinate is one of those products that can turn things up. Uh, pretty brown and crispy in a matter of a, a short period of time. Two days, though, would be given a little bit of a stretch. But this is where extra pictures, and and, and yeah. again, this is probably a homeowner asking this question, so they're not trained like an agronomist or a farmer to look for certain things. What I would want to see is, okay, how would I determine if glufosinate was sprayed on that field? Could it make grass look yellow like that, which I presume is what I'm looking at in the picture in the background? It yeah. sure can, but yeah. you have to get a closer look at that to determine that. And then I would also be looking at what does all the grass look like that's around the tree? What do the other plants look like that are around the tree? It's clearly in a grassy area. You know, so you have to put together all of the, I guess, evidence around it to know what's going on. Yeah. And so, again, I have not seen glufosinate turn things brown in two days. And so could there be other things going on? That would be my first guess. And so knowing that this is in central Minnesota, not too far outside of the metro area on the west side of the metro, I, you know, Jason and I were talking earlier. We're like, hey, is it really dry out there right now this year? Are they in a drought situation? Could it be that the tree isn't getting enough water kind of thing? We're like, well, I don't know. So we looked up the Minnesota drought monitor. Turns out that that central part of Minnesota is actually in an abnormally dry period right now. So that that could be a potential issue. There's there's actually a disorder called scorch that happens to maple trees. Maple trees are pretty sensitive to a lot of things to begin with. And yeah, yeah and if, if you aren't getting the adequate amount of water to a maple tree that it needs to translocate all the way out to the leaves, those leaves will just start to burn right off without adequate water. And that's and that's what they call scorch, but essentially it's just dry, hot, droughty weather. And we had some uh, information that came through the North Dakota crop and pest report about anthracnose in trees. And we've had, I've had some trees experience this as well. So regardless, it is about just because your tree is next to a field, don't assume. You have a lot of resources that you can use. Uh, Your county agent and uh, have have probably decent information and uh, they have access through, you know, University of Minnesota, NDSU, where you can find someone that's more of a horticulturist than an agronomist and and get also some some information that way. Don't just assume because it's next to a field that it's always the case. I mean, you, you can, but you have to start going through a checklist of things uh, of other information as well. So yeah, it's, um, 
it's tough because trees are, I mean, well, I, I've planted a lot of trees. I don't want to lose any trees, but I'm kind of strategic where I have them and take care of them too. So uh, to, to state, uh, well, I am just going to file a claim, uh, a claim about what? You got to got to do your background information and, and going running all your stuff through before you get to that point, I think. Right. And this is, this is the important part on the landowner's end that have the trees that are in suspect being an issue. There are certain things you need to have put together, uh, you know, and the kind of the last sentence in this is, Hey, should I call the co-op and file a claim? So is that saying that you know that the co-op did the custom app and that's the claim or is it just an assumption? Again, in the question, there's just some unknowns, but for the landowner's sake, what I would do is how many trees are affected? Where are those trees at? Or when was that field sprayed? Do you know the date? Were you home when it happened? What were the conditions like? If you at least know the date and the time, you can look at the weather conditions. And if the wind was blowing towards your trees, how that was oriented, if you have all that information together, the better off you are. And then using a resource like a local county agent, an extension agent. Say, hey, could we get your professional opinion about this? We have trees that are dying. We're not sure if it's a pesticide thing, but there's a you know a potential good chance because the field was recently sprayed, yeah. and we suspect that. But you know, just based on quick evidence from that two days is with the amount of necrosis that was on that plant, uh, that that's a little soon. They they can go to the co-op and they can ask because they're going to have records of of what they've done and when they did it. And it's, uh, I think, be tactful and, and don't come in and accuse. Don't be in an accusatory mo- mode. Just say, hey, I, I've had these trees. I'm, I'm kind of wondering. And you can actually get a lot of information. You don't know if the county weed board came by and wasn't paying attention and, and something happened there too. So there's, there's multiple things that can happen. Don't always assume because, and then, and then when you get to a, position where you're you have to talk to some people don't get defensatory just be curious and ask why to start out with and generally you'll you'll find out some answers and then like Kyle says use a resource to help you out yeah I, I think it just pays to be as detailed as possible about it uh like I said know exactly how many trees there were if you remember the day it was sprayed and you do know because you saw the equipment out there it was the local co-op it was out doing the applications. Then just uh, not in a chew out someone kind of way because nobody likes to be chewed out when they get called. <laughs> I, I mean, you will get a way different reaction. You will get a way different way someone's going to deal with you if, like Jason said, you're accusatory and you're hot right off the bat. And I mean, I don't doubt that you'd be mad. I'd be pissed too if I had a dozen trees that I spent, let's say, four yeah. or five years trying to get to where they're at. Oh, absolutely. And now and now they're smoked from a pesticide application. I mean, that would that would get me hot and bothered too. But if you come in just with a cool head about it, say I've got, you know, maybe don't even tell them what's going on. Just say, "Hey, you know, uh you guys are out spraying the field by my house. Here's where it is. Uh, you know, could I just know what you guys are spraying that day it would help me out." And and just as simple as that. And then you could provide that kind of stuff to your local county extension agent. And they can, they can help you assess that. But if you can go and say, I have 12 trees. They've been in the ground for five years. This is what they originally costed me. But I've been watering. I've been fertilizing. I've been tending. You could you could actually itemize those things. And and really, when it comes down to making a claim for a cooperative like that, I mean, the, the more stuff you have, 
the quicker it will be resolved too. Right. Be, because yeah. if let's just put it back on that, this is a local co-op that's spraying it. If you don't tell them exactly what it costed per tree and how many trees they knocked out and how you want to be compensated, they're not going to know what to do for you. But if you say it's this many, it cost me this much and I've spent this much time and I put my time at this value, boom, here's the value. They're going to look at it and go, oh crap. Yep. That's us. Yep. You have the pictures. You show the symptomology. Here's the application that day. Yep. yep. They're, they're going to turn it into insurance likely on their end. Cause that's why they have it. This stuff happens and they're going to compensate you. Now that doesn't bring back five years of growing a tree, but at least you're getting something out of it to replant in that situation. Yeah. So it is, it's uh, gathering as much information as you can going in with an open mind, using your resources, asking a lot of questions in a cool, calm, collected approach. And uh, things generally work itself out. Nobody's out to try to purposely hurt anybody. Mistakes no. happen. And uh, if you approach it right, people are like, you know what? Yeah, that was, that was on us. Sorry. Let's, let's work this out, that type of thing. That's my experience. Uh, and I've been on the other end where it's been like, light them up. Let's go. I'm I'm mad. And this is going to be the way it's going to be. And everybody backs off in their corner. Everybody gets real defensive. And then it, it just takes a long time and nothing gets done to the point where it's, and that all it is is hard feelings. Right. So it was a good question. Yeah, so, it's. It was a good question, and it leads to a lot of other questions, and hopefully this kind of sets it up right on how to handle a situation like this. More pictures, lay out more of the situation so you can understand where was the wind coming from, the day it was sprayed, what was going on. Uh, you know, Try to iron out if it wasn't things like Scorch because it's a drought situation or anthracnose. Yeah. I mean, use the resources that are available to you. If you get asked a lot of questions, don't get mad. People are just trying to get to the bottom of some things. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, you wouldn't believe the questions we've had to ask when you go out on stuff and there's a lot of them mm-hmm. and, uh, it, it really helps out because at some point, uh, you'll, you'll find where you got to go and where, what happened. Right. So there you go, folks. That's the you need to know this week. That is. And we'll see ya. <laughs>